Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is the We Know Ball podcast. Today, we are teaming up with Underdog Fantasy to bring you guys an amazing deal. If you go ahead and sign up using their mobile app or their website, and you use code WKB when you sign up, they will give you a deposit match of up to $100. That is an amazing deal. So take advantage of it while you can. Sign up, use code WKB, and get on to some daily fantasy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the We Know Ball podcast. We've got a special guest on today, Dan, the Lakers fan. It's been a while. We've been trying to get you on for a little bit. I'm glad we finally were able to get you in here. Thank you guys for having me, man. A pleasure. Yeah, man. Let's. We're going to start off. How do, Let's talk about – I know you said a little bit before we started recording, but give us your background as a Lakers fan. Man, basically, uh, just been a Laker fan my whole life, bro. My family – I was born into it because my family were Laker fans before me. Born in the 90s, uh, started officially watching like around 96, you know, the Eddie Jones, uh, you know, early Kobe era. And then, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, 20, what, four plus years. So um, I've seen the goods, the bads, everything, (laughs) man. We've been through it. That's awesome, man. Love to hear it. We love to hear when a Lakers fan's actually a Lakers fan and not. a LeBron fan. No disrespect but to LeBron <laughs> fans, but a little bit of disrespect well, to LeBron fans. you know, fans. I always wonder, because <laughs> I have a good relationship with some LeBron fans. They're actually pretty knowledgeable, so I won't shit on all of them, but I'm sorry, can I cuss? <laughs> oh, yeah, we cuss all the time, dude. You're, oh, you're okay, good. okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I won't shit on all the LeBron fans. I'll just say uh, uh, some of them, you're right. Some of them are a little off the wheels because uh, <laughs> they tend to just whatever LeBron wants, you know, type of thing. But uh, in general, you're right, man. Uh, player fans are different than uh, team fans, for sure. Before we before we get into any um, like questions, questions, I want to ask this: Are you Team Bron or Jordan? Um, because I know you're from the '90s, well, but LeBron's on the I've Lakers never, now. I've never liked the goat debate. My answer to that is: I'm gonna make it short. Uh, I feel like everybody's biased to the goat debate depending on when they were born mm-hmm. and who they watched for the majority of the career. So I think they're all goats in their own right. I think. Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, uh, you can't go wrong either way. I, even some people might even say Kareem Magic, you know, depends whatever you grew up in, man. That's a good answer. I'm the same way. I'm the like, very- I'm done. I'm not debating it anymore. 1A, 1B, whatever you want to put it. It's better to appreciate uh, the, t- the talent, right? Right, exactly. I'm uh, I'm team Jordan because I love arguing with people. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, But that's just go. me. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I, I, I ain't mad at you. Anybody who says Jordan's a goat, hey, you you have your argument, right? Um, I do. I do want to ask you, uh, just like, what's your what's your general opinion on the Lakers as a team right now? What was your opinion on how how the season went last season? Is that what you were expecting? Um, not, not at all. Well, look, we sucked last year. That's a fact. You know, um, I think anybody who watched the season could tell you that. Um, we definitely underachieved for having three max contracts on the roster. We were very below average, and uh, we looked old at times, and and I think there was plenty of finger pointing to go around. I, I hated the coaching last season, so I am happy this season we improved on that part, and we got younger, so it's a start, right? We still got a ways to go for sure. I'm, I'm happy in the direction we're going right now could, uh, compared to where we were at last season. And... um. What was your opinion on the Westbrook trade when it happened? I was excited about it because I thought, hey, we got three star players now. I'm pretty sure, you know, him being an L.A. native, 
Um, he's going to leave his ego at the door. He's going to come in here. Instead of uh, stat hunting, he's going to sacrifice for the team. And it's going to be good, right? But I was wrong about that one, man. Uh, <laughs> it was an atrocity. And I think Laker fans would agree with me. We can't wait for him to get off the team at this point. So you, you don't think the Westbrook hate is um, – you think it's fairly justified this past season? I think people well, there's uh, different spectrums to the hate, right? If you say he's he's fucking trash and he's garbage and you know uh, West Brick and all that, I think that's a little overboard. <laughs> but but if we're talking about just somebody who didn't fit on a roster and then didn't embrace the LA culture, which is winning team first basketball, name on the front of the jersey before the name on the back, uh, is justified because he didn't embrace Laker fans first of all. Uh, he kept telling him to go home and shit, you know, calling him all kinds of names and stuff. And so he kind of poured it onto himself. You know, it's kind of like you reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when everybody knows when you're a Laker, uh, you're always under the microscope. So if you play really good, we're going to hype you up like a motherfucker, right? But if you play like shit, guess what's going to happen? They're going to criticize you. So it comes with the territory. I think I, I would have expected him to know that before he came here, right? But I guess... Uh, his skin wasn't as thick as I thought it would be. To be honest, we saw we we saw that with uh, with Danny Green after he missed that one three in the bubble oh, during yeah. the playoffs. I remember oh, that. Yeah. I remember Twitter after that. That was dude, Danny. You couldn't even say the word Danny Green without like five <laughs> Lakers fans in your mention in your mentions trashing him. It was insane. But, but see, the difference is that Danny Green. I'm I'm the I'm a level-headed Laker fan, man. I I criticize players on the court, off the court. I'm not with the whole name calling and all that shit. You have to do something really bad for me to to start trashing you like and to that level, right? Because I am a trash soccer, but there's levels to it, bro. Like people were sending death threats to Danny Green. Those weren't real Laker fans, in my opinion. Whoever did that, that shit was garbage. Do you think? Because I know you were saying you when you were mentioning Westbrook, you were talking about the whole name on the front before name on the back. Do you think? there's going to be a difference with Kyrie because of Kyrie's well, whole attitude. Okay. If you guys get Kyrie, well, because first, I know Kyrie before, is a... before we say that, let's say, I mean, well, I guess, do you want Kyrie? I feel like that's a no brainer question, but at the same time, like well, some people think he's crazy. But, but, so the people who know me know I've always been a Kyrie supporter, man. And I'm a level headed fan, which means I'm not a prisoner of the moment. People like to, just trash people's whole careers based on what happened last year. I'm not going to go that far. Kyrie's still a Hall of Famer. He sh I'm not sure. If they, did they put him in the top 75? He should have been. I, I don't, don't think he was in it. No. I don't think so. I remember yeah, he, he was been getting... I'm not just saying that because he, he could be a Laker fan. I've always been an avid Kyrie supporter, man. But my thing is with Kyrie is, yeah, he's been difficult off the court, right? But let's not act like Kevin Durant's a saint. I mean, when he went to that <laughs> team, it was... I knew it wasn't going to work out when they acquired James Harden. That's too much craziness going on right there. So, uh, Kyrie, to me, is a misunderstood, bro. And I think yeah. if he came to L.A., you have to remember, Kyrie Irving is a Kobe disciple. If he embraces the greatness of Los Angeles and he performs for us, we're going to not just love him. We're going to worship his ass, man. We're going to basically <laughs> buy his jersey, bro. You're going to be talking about how he's better than Ky uh, Steph Curry. Watch. The narrative oh. will be there. <laughs> I I'm not saying it's true, but what I'm saying is, this is what will happen. This is what comes with the success of being a Laker, uh -huh. a successful Laker. Right? You can you just you get you're gonna hype him up so bad. Man. <laughs> I won't lie. That Kyrie Lakers jersey. If he gets a good number, that's gonna be a hard ass jersey. Oh yeah, 
day one buy, right? That's a day one buy. That's me with the <laughs> with sure. the Kevin Durant. With KD, man, we're praying happens. over here. Um, so as we know, the Lakers don't exactly they're not exactly known for their assets, is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. So do you do you think that the the all reliable Westbrook THT and a pick is enough for Kyrie, or do you think the Nets take that? There's no, there's no market for for Kyrie Irving right now. Like, what if you're a Brooklyn Net? Like, if you're the GM, who, what what can you demand for Kyrie? Exactly. No, he didn't play much for your franchise, so his, his uh, trade value has tanked. There's really reports of no other team interested. So then, if you're Rob Pelinka and the Lakers, you have to put yourself as a fan. You have to put yourself in his place. What are you willing to give? Up? What would you give up for Kyrie Irving? Pars- let me ask you that question. Let me, uh, let me look. I'm gonna pull up the the trade machine just so I can see what exactly like assets you have. So I'm not just throwing yeah. out random. Are you I'm saying what saying, would we give us give him as a Suns fan from the Suns team or from a Lakers perspective? If you're if you're Rob Palenka, what are you giving okay. up? And okay. just want to say quick shout out to all the fans in there saying what's up. Let me, let yeah, me, man, we got uh, a decent me, amount of people uh, in here. Yes, sir. Laker fans, man, we run the world. And baby. I know I saw a thing about the Lakers or the Nets weren't opposed to the. Westbrook, THT, and a pick, but they wanted two first-round picks out of it, but I heard the Lakers were hesitant to give that up. Let me tell you what I think about that. Do you think one pick pick is, like, the deal-breaker? I'm willing to give up either Kendrick Nunn or THT, whoever they want. The the draft pick, whichever one they want. They might think that 2029 is worth more because LeBron and AD will probably be off the books by then. We'll probably be in rebuild mode, hypothetically. Mm -hmm. So, they get the first-round pick, I would throw in two second-round picks. Those are worth something, believe it or not. There's been plenty of gems found in the second round, uh, especially by our Lakers, right? But a lot of teams make a killing in the second round, believe it or not. So mm-hmm. I give up two second-round picks and whoever they want from THC Kendrick Nunn plus the first, 27 or 29. I think that's more than fair, unless they throw in Seth Curry. They throw in Seth Curry like we, we wanted initially, then I'm willing to give up two first-round picks because, you know, the Lakers – uh, they do an excellent job of drafting without having draft picks, mm-hmm. right? Is that uh, so. is that first round pick uh, completely unprotected? Uh not the second one. The second one to me is more valuable because we don't know what the future holds. Uh, as you know, realistically speaking, as a fan, you know everybody has to eventually go through a small rebuild of some sort, right? We've all been through it. If you're a longtime uh, Suns fan, you've been through it, right? Even the post Steve Nash era and all that, there was a, a shaky period for you guys. So. Yeah. Um, we all go through it. So, you know, I would do maybe top 14 protected on, on 29, you know, make sure it's, if, if it's a lottery pick, we keep it. If it's not, they can have it. I don't know. I mean, if I'm, and that sounds reasonable for adding it in I'm for definitely... Seth Curry. I feel like a, a right. lottery protected pick isn't, isn't crazy. But, but here's what I think. I think the Nets, the, the, the Laker fans, we know about this so-called Laker tax. So what it is, is we always have to overpay for star players. We overpaid for Russell Westbrook. Looking back at the trade, don't you think we all, we gave up? Oh too yeah. Much? What was right? the trade again? I think it was uh, Kuzma, KCP. Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, K- KCP, and a first round pick for uh, Russell Westbrook. Declining oh, yeah. Russell Westbrook. That's so, an overpay for sure. It's an overpay, and it's usually what has to happen to us to the Laker Nation. We always have to overpay for these star players, even when they don't have a lot of value, like Kyrie. So I'm not surprised that Brooklyn is trying hard to to win this trade. Even I think they're leaking out reports that uh, Kyrie's willing to go back and play and all this and that, right? 
But then, see, that conflicts with the report that they had given him permission to find a sign and trade deal. Remember that one a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago? So I always pay attention to the little uh, tea leaves, and, and what I see is the Lakers and the Nets are probably at a standoff. And now, it might end up that they don't make a trade at all, but I think whoever gives up first is probably going to lose a trade, man, the leverage, you know? I think uh, the Nets I are kind of doing the same thing with KD with us because um, I'm uh, sure we've thrown thing, tons of packages at them. But you guys now have matched DeAndre Ayton's offer sheet, which means you can't trade him for a whole year. Right. What does that do to you guys in the whole, you know? So th- from from what we know, yeah. Flex from Jersey, um, I don't know if you know who that is. He's like a big source when it comes to this type of stuff. He, he always mm-hmm. tells us stuff early. But DeAndre Ayton was never going to go to the Nets anyway. He the Nets let didn't me, want him. Hold on, Brandon. Yeah, let me you probably you know off. more about it anyway. So I I want to um I want to credit Flex first so that you know who we're talking about and that he's a legitimate source. Yeah, he had that um Kevin Durant was going to request a trade like a month before it happened. Even longer because we we he didn't post it until like a month before. He he was letting other people know like two or three months prior when we found yeah, out. Yeah, he had um. He knew that um, Donovan Mitchell was going to be up for trade like two weeks before that happened, and he tweeted that. Um, he had the uh, – literally today, he uh, – let me see if I can find it on my timeline. He uh, tweeted in uh, May 17th that uh, that the Suns were going to match DeAndre in contract offer all along. Like he said that way back in May. He knew the CP so, trade for us prior to us getting cp so yeah, he has sources he has it seems credible yeah yeah um he he says that deandre ayton was never that big of a factor in a potential kevin durant trade because brooklyn never wanted him in the first place right i've heard of this rumor as well now i'll ask you this i mean they want to start in return you as a Suns fan I want to ask you guys this because I have a different opinion of Devin Booker than you guys probably do, right? Yeah, we were talking about it before we started recording stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Devin Booker. I think he's a great player. Does he have that killer mindset at the right times? I don't know. I don't know, man. I haven't seen enough. I mean, he got to the finals. I mean, he dropped two 40 40 balls Uh, back-to-back in the finals. Just... I don't know that game. That game six against you guys was a uh, was a. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, wait, 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 wait! The game six against us. You mean the same one where Anthony Davis was already injured and LeBron was on his way? Oh, we could say the same thing about? for Chris Paul though. Okay, but remember, we were up two to one when everybody was healthy. That's all I'm gonna say on that front. Now, at the end of the day, you guys won. Right. So I give you guys credit for that. that you, you, there's really no excuses for losing at the end of the day. The only thing I don't like is the cockiness, you know, all the gloating and stuff talking about it. Was I can see that from happen. other fans' point of view, though. I can see why right. a lot of fans don't like him because he's slowly turning Here's into one of the more hated players. In Here's the my question. Thing. The question I, I want to ask. Do you think Devin Booker's a superstar? Superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not now, but I think he can be. I think right now he's, he's, only, he's on he's, he's borderline superstar. I think he's he's definitely making his way. I think he's in that top 15, so I guess everyone has their own opinion of what a superstar is. I only think there's a handful of superstars. Like, let's say, let, let's say this. Yeah, if you're let's a, see, what's your definition of superstar first? Uh, a superstar for me is somebody who changes the whole dynamic of your team by himself. You don't need a co-star. Do you think Tatum's a LeBron superstar? LeBron James. 
Uh, not no. yet. Okay. Not yet, no. If Tatum, um, but... okay, then by that definition, sorry to cut you off, by, by that definition, he's not. Okay. Yeah, that's just my definition. Though. It don't mm-hmm. have to be your definition. Right. I just think superstars is a word that we throw out yeah. often, right? Like, um, for example, Kevin Durant's a superstar. Obviously, Giannis. You know, I could, there's probably like a handful of superstars in this league right now. Um, I think, I think, and I, you're probably going to hate me for saying this, but I think Luka Doncic just elevated his uh, oh, status to no, superstar. I'm with you. I fuck because he, he's the lone, he, he's the lone star on his team, and look where he elevated. Let his, me say uh, this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna apologize now on streaming on this podcast to Luka because, like, what was it? Like two weeks, three weeks before, oh before our series against the Mavs, <laughs> I, I was oh, adamant yeah. on saying Luka's not top five. I didn't he wasn't think, top ten. Top ten, sorry, top ten. When everyone's yeah, healthy, I'm not letting you get away with when's that. Ev- when everyone is healthy, and I named ten players when everyone is healthy that I think are better than Luca. But after that, after that, that uh, second round against us, I can't, I can't say anything. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shut up about Luca Doncic. He, he bench us over. You, you know so. what? You're not alone. I've had this argument with my friends mm-hmm. where I was arguing in favor of Luca because I'm an objective fan. Whether you're a Laker or not, I will. You know, basically break your game down fairly, right? Oh, and and I really think Luca was an all-star, borderline superstar before this season. I think this is the season for me because they dealt with injuries and all that, and they still made it to the Western Conference Finals. And if you look at that roster, that roster had no business in the Western Conference Finals. They didn't even have a legit big man. Mm-hmm. Who was their Who was their best big man? Dwight Powell. Probably. Like, well, that's our that during the playoffs. It was probably Cleva. Maxi Kleba was was he had like a fifty percent. I don't even consider him a legit big. Yeah, you know, he's Dwight Powell got played off the court. So that's what I'm saying. They they made it to the Western Conference Finals. They had no business beating you guys. Ex- no, not at all. No, they didn't. Me. That's part of why it was. I so, bought like, a Luka Doncic jersey because he beat you guys. Because <laughs> I couldn't believe it. All right, so um, I'm gonna say Luka became a superstar this season. But to me, that term is is always thrown loosely, man. And yeah, it, it bothers me, right? Um, because yeah. By your definition, Kevin Durant is a superstar. Yeah, and if you can trade Devin Booker for Kevin Durant, I'm doing that ten times out of ten. Ooh, even if that's a, a tough one for us. That's a tough one for us because it's we, just we're... the thing is, for us, the whole point is pairing them together. That's the whole reason Katie like wants whole... to come. So, but my question to you then would be: Year you guys made it to the finals. If you have Kevin Durant instead of Devin Booker, don't you agree that you have a better shot at that title? All I'm saying. I, I agree with that. That's I do. technically true. Yeah, yes. I so agree if, with that. So if you're a front office exec, that's always the goal, man. Is how do I get my team but closer to the But at the same time, Giannis beat KD um, right. the, just the round before. So I, it's 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 hard. But it was also by a an inch, you can say. By a, by a big toe, man. Yeah. So, so you know, it, it's, it's, it's debatable, right? Yeah. It's a nice debate we're having because you guys are loyal to Devin Booker. You guys seen him grow up. Like, we see – Kobe Bryant grow up, so right. uh, I I understand, and I'm not comparing those two players. Don't get it twisted, but I'm saying I understand where you would be attached as a fan base to that mm-hmm. star player that you guys, you know, he's homegrown basically. You guys yep. drafted him, but that's the that's the difference between a front office that succeeds and and having your emotions attached to a player. Or so, a team is but that. so so you you would trade a a twenty what he's like twenty six now. Devin Booker's twenty six. I'm pretty sure twenty six year old. He's twenty five. He's twenty five. I he's thought he turned twenty six. During His birthday's in like November, I think. So, would you trade Devin trade Booker him? for a 33 year old KD? Well, yes. yeah. I mean, 
if you ask anybody, like any NBA fan, are you trading Devin Booker straight up for Kevin Durant? It's a no-brainer. Like even Suns fans are saying yes, but there's so much more context that you have to take into account there. Okay, like, like, um, well, the uh, part of the issue with why the Suns lost is that Chris Paul, at this point in his career, is not capable of being us like us. Um, what's the word? He's not. He's not good enough to be a, a second option scoring. He's just not. And DeAndre Ayton, as much as I love the guy, he unfortunately did not quite take that leap. And that's a whole different discussion. I like. I'm not even going to get into that. Um, but DeAndre Ayton did not take that leap and become like that 20 point per game score that we kind of wanted him to be. So while yes, you trade Booker for Kevin Durant straight up, that doesn't fix the issue that the Suns had, which was. Whenever, like against the Mavericks, they would they would bum rush Book or they Book, would bum rush yeah. they would blitz Chris Paul, and then the Suns had no other creators on the court <laughs> to uh, relieve that pressure off of Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And then I I don't want to like Kevin Durant right after Game Seven was not the expectation. We were not like right after the we lost. We were not like oh we need to go get Kevin Durant. That was Kevin Durant's only a thing because of what Flex had been saying and because of now that he's requested a trade and said the Suns are his destination. If this stuff, like if that stuff hadn't happened, we'd have our minds set on like a Jordan Clarkson or like just a guy who can score off, like create his own shot off the dribble. Kevin Durant is only the conversation because he basically made it the conversation. Okay. That's fair. What I want to say to you is Kevin Durant, is a player that I don't think Devin Booker will ever become. Me personally, all right? Nothing you might think. Oh, I agree. I think Katie's top 15 oh. all time. I don't think Book would would get there. Booker so. to me will always be a top tier all-star in this league, but I'm not sure he has super in him, right? I just, I'm not sure. I haven't seen it yet in his career. I've seen sparks of it. I've seen him get extremely lucky versus good matchups in the playoffs where he has went off. But when it really matters, he gets clamped up, man. And my thing about that is you're trading for a six foot ten elite scorer. You already had an elite defense. All right. Now you're talking about somebody who even if he gets double team, he's gonna cook your ass. The reason he was not successful in Brooklyn is because they had zero defense, man. Everybody knows Steve Nash is from the Mike D'Antoni system. Mike D'Antoni does not preach defense and they look at their personnel. They didn't have good defenders, right? They gutted that team for James Harden and they ended up trading James Harden for basically nothing for this season because Ben Simmons didn't play. So you take Kevin Durant from Brooklyn, you put him in Phoenix, now you're in the conversation. Now you're in the true com- contender conversation, if I'm honest. Hey guys, we're interrupting this part of the podcast to tell you guys about our new sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is amazing for any time you need to buy tickets for a sporting event, live show, concert, anything like that. You can just head on over to SeatGeek.com or download the mobile app. And when you go to checkout, you can use code WKB and you will get $20 off your first purchase. So go ahead, head on over to SeatGeek and buy some tickets. Even if you subtract Booker, you still have Chris Paul. You still have... uh... What's his name? Um, uh, Mikael Bridges. I always forget. Mikael Bridges. I was confusing with the other one, Miles Bridges. Uh, Mikael Bridges. You still have uh, solid role players off the bench. You still have. Uh, do you guys have good draft picks as well? Would you draft this year? We didn't have. We didn't a pick. have any picks this year. I, our next pick, pick is next year. Yeah. Okay, but you land Kevin Durant. You have Aiton, who, by the way, I think Aiton in a pick and roll with Kevin Durant would be a lot more lethal than Aiton in a pick and roll 
with uh, Devin Booker because now you got two basic seven footers. Pick your poison, man. Especially if you go small ball. So getting a real killer for a potential killer, right? Because to me, to me personally, Devin Booker's not become the killer that Phoenix Suns fans want him to be. Because if he was that guy, you'd have a championship. You really would. When you went up, what was the series versus Milwaukee? You guys went up, what was it, 1-2-0, right? Yep. 2-0. And what I saw from there on was Mike Budenholzer adjust, take away Devin Booker from the game plan, double team him. We all know about those signature double teams he loves so much. You know, they took the ball out of his hands and forced Chris Paul. Like you said, Chris Paul's older now, so he's not going to be that guy at all times, even though he's been spectacular for you guys in spurts, right? Right. So... What, what you will really essentially be trading for is a proven champion that can carry you when you get there. You have a roster that could have gotten you there, but I just don't see the champion, man. That's why I say I would do that trade for uh, you know, Devin Booker for KD. From, you're trading... uh, I see what you're saying, yeah. though. I can, I can agree with you. Strictly like basketball perspective, yes. that You're right. Um, part of... Obviously, part of the Suns fan thing is, like, is the emotional connection. Like, would you, like, I don't, like, if this was you, like, in your shoes, would you have traded, like, 25-year-old Kobe for, like, would you have wanted to do that? No, probably not. No, because I saw the killer in Kobe. He was a champion by 25. He was already and, a killer. And I, like, I watched um, Devin Booker in the finals last year drop 40 points in back-to-back games. And his team failed him in those two games. We lost both those games, yep. We lost both of those games because his team failed him. We get a little more production both those games. This conversation isn't being had. Yeah, I think if the Suns win just one of those games, this this conversation is completely different. Because, like, Devin Booker, man, he was... In those two games he dropped for it, he was unguardable. Some of the shots he was hitting were absurd. And... He's very talented, man. I, I don't hate his skill. What I hate is his mindset. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed about him from an outsider looking in, and it happens every time he plays my Lakers. As soon as somebody gets under his skin, dude resorts to complaining and crying about calls instead of focusing on his offensive skill set. And that sometimes takes him out of his game. And that's what Milwaukee did. Milwaukee frustrated him, man. At the time, they had P.J. Tucker. They had all-world defenders. They had, obviously, Chris Middleton with a 6'10 size. There was no way you guys were going to win that series. As close as it looked at, at first... Size matters in the in the postseason. And that's why it was crucial for you guys to match DeAndre Ayton, obviously. You don't want to lose him for nothing. But Evan Booker, to me, he had his opportunities to prove he's that guy, man. And even though he had impressive games, I'm telling you, it's all about matchups for me. And when I want to see him dominate is when they make the adjustments to him. Because you will see in the, post, in the postseason, you will see he will cook somebody one, two games. Third game comes, double team. Get the ball out of his hands. What is he going to do then? Know, uh, the fourth game comes, all of a sudden they're clamping him up. Now he's making mistakes. He's turning the ball over. And you cannot lie and sit here and tell me that he didn't make crucial mistakes in that in that Brook, uh, I'm sorry, uh, series, right? Make turnovers that cost you guys games, man. Yeah. You can't, you cannot do that. And this is where it, it takes me back to when I first saw that video of him complaining to Joe Kim Noah about being double teamed. That has been a mindset for him for a long time. I've noticed that he's complacent. And this is why I say I hate the comparison between Kobe and Booker. Kobe was a killer. You could send a double or triple team, he would adjust to it and still make you guys pay. I know Phoenix Suns fans know all about that, you know, during our battles back in the Steve Nash days. No matter what adjustment you, you make, a real killer is going to find a way to get his and, and find a way to, to maximize his team. Um, 
you know, regardless. Kevin Durant, if you swap Kevin Durant for Devin Booker in that series, I promise you, you guys would have had a chip. It's a guarantee because Kevin Durant's actually a killer. And I don't like him personally. I think he's very polarizing. I think he's a little <laughs> too sensitive on social media for my liking. But I'm not going to sit here and disrespect him and say he's trash, right? Uh, this guy's a killer. He's shown it. But you have to give him the right team to compete, man. And I think, I actually think Phoenix would give him the right team to compete. I, I would like to see it just to see if anybody can knock out Phoenix, uh, Golden State Warriors. You know? um, but that doesn't happen. I really hope we get Kyrie because I think we're, we'll be the chosen ones, man. I think Kyrie will make a, a huge difference uh, from Russell Westbrook. Oh, I think yeah. We would be in the finals. I, I will say, I would be very excited to watch that Pacific Division showdown. If Kevin Durant ends up on the Suns with Devin Booker somehow and Kyrie ends up on the Lakers, that four team battle between the Warriors, Suns, Clippers, and Lakers is going to be one for the ages. It, it would be that's good. That's going to be exciting. And that's yeah. all we want as basketball fans. I'm cheering for these trades to happen because I want good basketball, man. I want competition. I'm not one of these coward fans that is rooting for y'all to downfall so that you could just magically disappear. No, I want to take you guys down, man. That's what I want as a Laker fan. You know, I, I haven't had the pleasure to take down the Clippers in the playoffs. I can't stand the Clippers. I haven't had the pleasure that we take down the Suns in the playoffs. And you already know my track record with y'all, man. <laughs> uh, it's... it's It'll be fun if it happens, right? But to be determined, we'll see. I will say, I know, like you just said, you prefer to take teams down rather than play, prey on their downfall. One mm-hmm. team I did prey on their downfall is the Utah Jazz. I'm very happy to see that that team is going into the dumpster. Fuck the Jazz. I hate them a lot. <laughs> that's I, that's all I wanted to say. Just fuck the Jazz. Just, I just to get don't like their there. fans. So I don't know. Like neither, fans, no, neither man. do I. It's I also like, don't. Can yeah. we? I feel like nobody really talked about the fact that D Wade like publicly said that he wants Donovan Mitchell to go to the Heat, oh, like yeah, as a that minority owner of the Jazz. That's wild. <laughs> why did we not? Why did I think he was just? <laughs> why did we just ignore that? I think it was an encore to the fans, man. He just loves being a loved by Miami. It's just you know he likes to make them feel good. So I don't think there's much validity to it, to be honest with you. I mean, he's a minority stake owner. It's not like he's pulling the trigger, anyways. So. That's um, fair. You know, but it, it's it's all fun and games, man. Look, at the end of the day, this has been a great off season, but it could really be that much greater if these trades happen, right? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks or the Heat, and then you can get KD potentially out to the West Coast. Who you should fear is Golden State because if they trade for Kevin Durant, it's over for oh, a lot of people. Yeah. If they trade <laughs> so, for Kevin Durant again, nobody. It's just they're just winning again. Like I don't think it's. They're the one team that could actually give up. You know, Kaminga. Uh, they can give Wise up. Men. What's their big name? Wiseman, they can give up Moody, they can give up even Wiggins, and they still have, uh, you know, Jordan Poole off the bench with KD and Clay and Curry. It's just not fair. Yeah, I would. I do I think... think they'd probably have to give up Jordan Poole in that deal just because of their Brooklyn's want for some kind of All Star or future All Star. Well, if I, if I'm them, I would tell them you you either pick from Poole or Wiggins. No? You, you can't take them both. Wiggins is technically an all-star. Technically. Defensively, he's an all-star. <laughs> defensively, what he did for that team took him to and another yes, level. Yes, defensively, he's very good. I don't think... I just don't think he's... Like, I don't think he's the, like, all-star that you would build a trade package around. He's just not that guy for me. Listen, if he slips through the cracks and Golden State keeps him, they're winning the next three in a row. <laughs> and, this, and this coming from a Laker fan. Yeah. So I'm telling you, if they get KD, they keep Wiggins, Curry, Clay, Draymond, 
and any of the other assets they might have, they're going to be a problem unless another team swings a deal that changes the course of it. Dude, but yeah, uh, if that team's healthy, do that. I, I think like... nobody in the NBA should be cheering for KD to go to the Warriors. Nobody. Oh, yeah. Nobody should want so, that. Unless you're a Warriors fan. <laughs> right. Well, that's, you know, they're, they're spoiled. <laughs> but, you know, they are the spoiled. It's insane. Warriors fans have become they... very entitled. The thing I don't like about them is that I don't consider them Warriors fans. I consider them bandwagons because they don't know who Monte Ellis, uh, Kalina Azabuki is. If they don't know who, uh, you know, that yeah. Matt Barnes, Stephen J. If you weren't following the team. I would say 90% of the Warriors fans don't yeah. start a following. 95% of the ones on Twitter. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the only thing I'll say about them. But, you know, I've met a couple cool ones. They're far and few in between. Yeah, I just, like you said, nobody in the NBA... Nobody who is a fan of basketball should want that to happen. That would be very bad for the league. It is. We want competitiveness. We want, you know, um, we kind of want fairness, to be honest with you. Uh, because they've been set up for success ever since Steph Curry took a pay cut. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. That has set them, you know, upon a, a path of glory uh, that they have not looked back ever since. So you can thank um, Steph Curry for that. Who, as the as teams are, like right now, today who who is your favorite to win again who to win the championship this season because i are, as they are and assuming everyone stays healthy of course well um all the state's going to come back better yeah obviously they have the young guys coming back uh but i still listen i still like milwaukee i i had like milwaukee last year if they don't lose chris middleton i think they would have been the champions that's just me Again, um, I like Milwaukee. I think uh, I think Milwaukee is right there. They have all that size. Uh, you never know. Giannis might take another leap. I doubt it, but you know, that would be that. insane. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I takes feel like leap. I feel like we've been saying, "Oh, once Giannis gets a jumper for like five years now, so he's gotten better gradually. It's, it's, he has gotten better. better. Yeah. So I just I guess he's still what is he like twenty seven. Uh, right, he's twenty. Yeah, he's twenty six or twenty seven. So I mean, yeah, there is still time. I I'm starting to doubt that he'll become like the, like, you know, thirty five percent three point shooter like a lot of people were scared he was going to be at some point. Yeah, he has spurts when he looks tremendous, man. Especially but, when yeah, he plays he my really Lakers. Does. Yeah, he looks like Curry <laughs> when he plays my Lakers. Holy shit! <laughs> I think I think a lot of players tend to. Really turn it up a notch against the Lakers, though. Campaign. Like Campaign, for some Campaign. reason, just likes to fuck the Lakers up. I don't they, get they it. They love to audition, man. That's what I wish is. he would they do that every game. Contract. I wish he would, like, just... Even just a little step down from how he plays the Lakers. If he just plays like that every game. Laker Nation hates Cameron. We call him Ratatouille. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that y'all hate him. I mean, I, if I was a Lakers fan, I'd hate him, too. Not for any good reason, either. It's just it's the antics, man. It's always the antics. Like, we hate Patrick Beverly, not because he kills us. So do we. Because yeah. yep. all of that, you know? I think we a lot of the Suns started hating Pat Bev after that push to CP. Really? You guys hate Pat? Oh, of oh, course. Yeah, I after that push that. to CP, I think a lot of Suns fans after that. And especially after he went into the media after we lost. and just. Um... Let, let me ask you guys this. Who are the biggest pretenders heading into the, the you know next season if we're, if we're to stay like we are right now? I'll start. The Clippers. I was going to say the Clippers, too. I think that John Walsh signing is, like, super overrated. Lakers signed John Wall, we'd be getting laughed at, to be honest with you, man. But the media 
media darlings. I guess ESPN's in their back pocket because they already have them as favorites. What the but, fuck have the Clippers ever done to 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 claim that throne? Oh, the la- yeah, the favorite. last time the Clippers were fully healthy with Kawhi and PG, they lost to the Nuggets. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and the Nuggets to me were the better team at the time, to be honest with you. But the media hype had everybody believing the Clippers were going to face the Lakers, right, in the in the Western Conference Finals. Man, it's just the media hype. Who do you guys have though? Is it just me? Um, Clippers are definitely I mean, up there. I think. You I go first, Isaac. Let me. Last season, I never liked the Nets. I always thought the Nets were going to lose. I didn't think they were going to get swept, but I, I never liked the Nets. I think I think Boston's going to have a similar thing that the Suns had in their oh. season after losing the finals. I don't think Boston gets back to the finals. Um, but I, would, I, think... I guess I wouldn't initially call them a pretender because I don't think anybody expects them to get back to the finals, do they? Oh. Except Boston fans. Boston. Boston so, just slipped through the cracks this year, man. I did not yeah. see them go through the finals. They just, they uh, just I had there. I had uh, I had the Bucks back in the finals this season. Injuries, though, a lot of years injuries have helped certain teams. You know? So um, I know it's not an excuse. At the end of the day, you got to play through it. But man, injuries have really changed the the outcome of finals, even. because you know? I think I I really think Milwaukee would be hoisting the trophy. I don't think been. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think Miami. Is a big pretending team. I I don't think they have Jimmy Butler is insane, but outside of him, I don't think they have the star. I thought I don't think Bam is turning in what we thought he would turn into. Um, yeah, I I would say Miami. I I don't see them going back to the finals. I think Tyler Hero, but they. Uh, Your uh, your Dan, your mic cut for a second, so I didn't we didn't hear everything you said, or I didn't hear anything you said. I said. The reason Miami's always a pretender because they should have been moved on that Tyler Hero kid. They could have got some stars for him in the past. They could have. As, as much especially as right him. after the bubble, he, his value was at an all-time yeah, high. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't trade him for Harden. Yeah, that that right. could have been a a decent team if Harden went over to. Yeah, to that, that would have been different because they actually have the defense to balance it out, right? Mm-hmm. I got a couple right. questions for you guys as Suns fans, man. I always wanted to ask Suns fans this, and here's my opportunity. So. Question number one, scale of one to ten, how bad does it hurt that y'all passed up on Luca and Trey Young? Gotta ask, man. Gotta ask. Okay, I I'll let you go first. <laughs> Bef- okay, before the Mavs series, hmm. I like back in 2018, I wanted Aiden. I thought Aiden I thought, was the pick. I'm during a big that fan. Draft. I'm a big fan of drafting team fit over like best available especially with number one overall pick especially with the the first pick or maybe not necessarily like when it's not it depends on the draft too because if if zion's in that draft you take zion but you know what i mean yeah so like i'm i'm a i'm a guy who would choose team fit over best available because i'd rather build what you got rather than draft like a guy and try i don't know um, especially because we had. Bro, can you imagine the fit of, of Booker and Luca, or Booker and Trey in the backcourt? Yeah, and I just and that was just the other thing is like we were like, oh, we like every Suns fan who wanted Aiton was like, oh, we just don't think Booker and Luca were gonna. We didn't think they would work well together. But now that we know, like obviously it sucks now because we know that Devin Booker is better as an off-ball player and Luca is an on-ball player. Like it sucks now. So I'd say like on a scale of one to ten. Bef- like when we hit the finals, it was a one. I didn't care. Right. Um, last now, season, right now, 
right now it's like a seven. I Listen, I understand the pain. Because we, we still we went to the finals. Tatum, so. It's like, definitely gone up and down. Like, it's gone up and down for me. So like when we drafted Aiton, I thought that was the consensus number one overall pick. But what about you, bro? Scale of one to ten. Right bro. now, probably like an eight. Especially with all this eight and stuff going on of him not really wanting to be here and right. and all that going on. Before it hurts. it hurts. I bet it hurts because that would have been a, a truly scary backcourt. Yeah, Either before way, before the bubble young. ended. Before the bubble ended, I was very upset we didn't have Trey Young because I because we didn't have CP at the time. We needed a, a star point guard, and I was like Trey Young would be perfect right now. So I dude, I was so I've said this on the pod before. I was so ready to draft Jaw in twenty in uh in nineteen, oh, dude. I was so ready. <laughs> we got cheated, man. We won 19 games and we got like the fifth pick or whatever. Like, bro, are you kidding me? I was ready, dude. I had the I had the Ja Morant like jersey swaps. I, dude, I was ready for Ja, and we got. I feel like we got cheated, man. Was I was scary. so upset. It was scary. Ja Morant was this close to being a Laker. Fact. How's that? How? We were in the lottery that year. We ended up with the fourth pick, but we were in the top. We we're in the final. Oh, picks and when they all opened that envelope and we got number four, I was disappointed as well because I wanted John Moran as well. Uh, I know he would probably go two. I wanted the second pick. We end up with number four, as you know. We packaged that with Anthony Davis, but uh, yeah, that's a fun fact. He could have been a Laker. That, that would have been, been nuts, crazy. Um, oh yeah, speaking back on the Luca thing, um, Arthur, I'm not gonna try and say his last name, but Arthur in the chat, he said Aiton was the safe pick. He's right. Did anybody expect Luca to be this at the time? Oh. No. Oh, I didn't. Hindsight is twenty twenty. As of right now, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. I'm asking because my Lakers took the safe pick with Lonzo Ball. We could have had Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. So we've yeah. been there. I know what that feels like. However, yeah. uh, the franchise can make one move, and I don't even think of Jason Tatum anymore. Once we traded for Anthony Davis, I knew we had a championship, right? So it was irrelevant because even if we had Tatum, they probably would have asked for him in the trade package, right? And with LeBron here, it probably would have happened anyway. So yeah. So while it hurt, it does hurt now. I'm still I will defend the Aiton pick till the day I die, because I still All think right. it was the right pick. That's fair enough. Now I have one more question for you guys. Uh, do you guys actually like Brandon Broadis as a Suns fan, or does he embarrass you guys? Ooh, that that's a know. tough one. Because okay. uh, from me, from my point of view as a Laker fan, I watch this guy, man, and I feel like his passion's not real. Like I feel like he comes on and reacts to views. Like it doesn't no. feel natural to me. That's just me, though. I think we've had him on the podcast. Yeah, we had him on the okay. podcast. Um, we're 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 supporters of Verwatis, I would say, on this pod. I That's I think everything that he put, I don't. Okay, I want to I want to get all of this out. So I will say, um, I think that everything he puts out, like on Twitter, on YouTube, I do think it's all an act. But I don't think he doesn't care. Either. Especially the conversation we had with had it with him on the pod, you could tell it was genuine. I th- I think that it's part of. I think he's definitely had definitely to build it up a as fan. a persona. I think he's had to build the persona with his YouTube and everything. I think that's definitely elevated it. And I think he's more of a Booker fan than a Suns fan, if I'm being completely honest. Okay, that's fair. 
I, I think he's a fan for sure. I just I, I find it his and I can a I can see that too. And I know a lot of Suns fans think he's super cringy too on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, a lot of Suns fans do not like him. Like, but, but he's not as bad as Clipper Darrow, right? He's not as bad as Clipper Darrow. I don't know. I who Clipper Darrow honest, is. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Oh, you I'll check him out. Waste your time. But, <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a Clipper fan that just annoys every Laker fan, man. So uh, he's yeah. he's horrible. Like when we wanted. Uh, we were out there in front of Staples Center at the time, Staples Center, wanting change because the Lakers, you know, were spoiled Laker fans. We wanted change. He was there chanting against us, like, in his half blue, half red Clipper suit. So I was just, he's always been a, an enemy of Laker Nation. But at the same time, he's, I feel like he's an attention whore. You know, it's not like legit fan. Like, I, see, I talk to you guys, I can tell you guys are legit Suns fans, so I got mutual respect. I can't have conversations with certain fans that just do certain things for attention. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. That's why I asked the question. No, yeah, Baradis. yeah. Baradis, we like Baradis over here. We really, he was, he came on when we, like our seventh episode. We were super new and he eat. came on right after um, the we played the Lakers. Actually, yeah, we had him for oh, our okay. Lakers pod. Actually, yeah. Um, I think the whole thing with that is I know he's he talks a lot of shit about the Lakers, so I can see why Lakers I, fans dislike him. But it's I think that's part of the him. part of the the just the fan. I like shit rivalry. talkers. It's just I I love shit talkers so long as they can uh, back it up. You know, mm-hmm. as far as like like I'm a shit talker, man. But when my team loses, I'm gonna show up to my live stream regardless. You know, win or lose, I mm-hmm. I know it's gonna be full of trolls in the chat. Oh you man, gotta dude. always. Oh, us our, after the Mavs. After our the Mavs pod game, after dude. Game Seven was rough. <laughs> I did not want to do that shit. <laughs> That was no, that's terrible. What, that's what makes dude. you a diehard, man. When you when you go into it was the, hard. you know, you go front line. You're ready for battle, man. Always. Yeah, and that's I mean I had a damn, I had a question for you, but I forgot. Oh yeah. Um I think I guess it's not more of a question more than like a statement, but I think it's kind of absurd when I see a Lakers fan on Twitter complaining that they traded the young core for Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. Because oh, you yeah. literally won a ring. Oh yeah, like sure. that's the um, end goal, is it not? Absolutely, and I've trust me, I've been preaching that for years, bro. Since we traded Anthony Davis, there's still a couple of ignorant, born yesterday fans that will say something really stupid. But I think that's my job because, uh, you know, um, having such a big fan base behind me, you know, like being one of the faces of Laker Nation, I feel like it's my job to educate fans who just talk out of their backside sometimes. Sometimes it's based off of emotions. I, I got friends that do the same thing. Um, heck, I've done the same thing. I've been emotional at times. We could all do it. I think when you actually stick by that statement and say, oh, we should have never traded for Anthony Davis. Bro, we won a fucking championship. Yeah, that's that what I was telling one of my friends earlier. If if we trade for KD, win a championship, I'm okay. If we win a championship in my lifetime, I am more than okay with being shit for the just rest one. of my life. I just want one Suns championship in my life, dude. Just one. And that might be different than us, than you, because you guys have what? 12 17 oh 17 oh shit i was oh, way I mean, off they, they count they way count off. 12 in la but we count all 17 because okay. it's franchise okay. origins and everything but um i'm gonna tell you uh, i understand that so it might be different for you my... because you've won so many we haven't won any so it's like just one would be historic no, that could it's be not shit different actually bro it's like a drug when you when you hit it you want more <laughs> so it, 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 it might be just as bad yeah. as it is for you guys mm-hmm. you know i uh, believe it I've, or not i've only had I was uh I was born in Seattle, so I am a I'm a Seahawks fan as well. 
And okay. so like that, that 2013 team, that's the only taste of a championship I've had in my entire life. And I was Tears, 11, okay. I was 11 years old when that happened. So I couldn't really fully appreciate that for what it was. Right, right. And then um, watching watching my team go up 2-0 in the finals last year and then just completely like they lost four straight. We basically got swept. Right. It was it was just awful. Let me tell you something. Like, that, that Seattle team was special, man. I think I think that's the best special. defense of all time. But this isn't a football podcast, so we'll uh, <laughs> right. we'll, we'll yeah. But yeah, man. Dude, I'm the like, same I way. I even... haven't had any favorite team of mine win a championship like i'm a mariners fan we've never even been to the world series um i guess the only taste of glory i've had is the world cup i'm a germany fan so 2014 was special to me but there's a lot of young fans that have never outside of the bubble championship they've never been to a parade and they've asked me like i've never had the pleasure of going to a parade Uh, at the time i was too young at the time and 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 didn't go to the parade at the time but um I love to go to a parade, so I'm just as hungry as you guys, man. Believe it or not, and uh, I feel like we got robbed out of a parade in that 2020 bubble championship. Mm-hmm. Robbed, man. So it, we are hungry. Trust me, man. When I say every day we are looking at the timeline, hoping for upgrades to the roster, uh, we dissect every little corner, every, just like you guys. You know, every inch of our team, everything, try to dissect to break it down. What lineups would be better? All of that, you know. And uh, I, oh, I do have another question for you. Um, go ahead, brother. What? What was your opinion when the Suns won the Western Conference Finals and they had like those hundreds of fans like pull up to the airport with the Suns players like on the cars and stuff? Do you think that that was not justified? Um, you have to understand, my idol, bro, he didn't celebrate before we won a championship, so we see things differently. I mean, like if you look at every Western Conference Finals we've won, they don't even pop champagne, bro. At least not that I remember. No, uh, so we, I guess you could say we look down upon fan bases that do that stuff, but it's understandable. If you, it's like you act like you've been there, you know, right. before, like, but you've never been there. So I get it, right? But we do laugh at it, we do joke at it. It's almost like it is a little sad to be honest with you right. know, that that I can we, see that from other it, fan bases. But it, it, it's it's just you know they call it poverty for, poverty franchise is what they call you guys because you're celebrating without winning the actual championship. I don't. I'm not that harsh. To be fair, I, I'll sit back. I'll drop a couple memes, maybe, but you know, it's all lighthearted stuff for me. I I was there. I was at. I was uh, in the crowd that night, and like, how was it? It, it was glorious. so fun. It was so much yeah. fun, man. Like, that's and that's. That I feel like that's all that really anybody should care about. Like, you can sit there oh. and like, oh yeah, like a poverty franchise. But at that point, I feel like you're you're. You're, um... The diehard, it never matters what everybody else thinks. It only matters what you think and your fan base. That's it. Exactly. Right? So, so It was so fun. So that's what it's all about, man. I'm glad you guys had a blast. It just, oh, uh... it, it, it's very difficult to see people, like, shit on that. Especially, like, we are a poverty franchise. We only had been to the finals two other times in history before that. And the last time was, like, 30 years ago. So that I'll say this, bro, you're not alone. Laker fans get shitted on all the time. We get called the worst fan base of all time, even though we're the most loyal uh, or one of the most loyal, however you want to see it. 
Uh, we get called uneducated and delusional. It comes with being a fan, bro. No matter what your fan base is, you're always going to get critiqued, especially the Lakers. Though. I'll tell you, we get there's no fan base that gets more criticism than Lakers. Yeah. Fans. So we're used Sorry. to it, bro, and we don't give a fuck. Like we don't we don't care. You know, we 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 middle fingers to everybody. We just <laughs> you know we enjoy the hate. You gotta have to embrace it, bro. It's never anything sad about the hatred. That means you're starting to become a, a, a relevant. To be honest with you. If you start to get hated on, it's because you're starting to become relevant. Uh, one more thing since we're on the topic that really bothered me was the Suns got Suns fans got so much shit for that little I'm not even gonna call it a parade. It was just cars, like the players driving their cars. Um But during the Mavs series, and this is when I knew that we had absolutely no shot with with the media, with other fans, is when like I, it was it was Kiz Brandon who made mm-hmm. a tweet making fun of because uh, the Mavs won game like three or four, and there was a video of a group of their fans just like jumping around and screaming and shit outside the stadium, and Kiz was like he posted that video he was like congratulations on winning a championship and we got clowned for that when we also got clowned for celebrating the Western Conference Finals so that's when I realized like this double standard is not something that we're ever gonna escape from until we actually win a championship. And even then, it's like... You're going to get hated on, bro. That's what, if you that's win what a championship, I mean, you you experienced it with, like, oh, the Mickey Mouse ring. Yeah, yeah. You're, they're never going to live that care. down. And it's, that makes Love no it. sense to me, because the bubble is probably some of the realest hoops we've seen. Like, just straight hoops. Yeah, you're, uh, your mic cut out again. Yeah, your mic's cutting out again, Dan. <laughs> you fix that. You hear me better? Yep, now you're good. Yeah, you're good now. Okay, okay, I just got to turn it. Um, Here's the thing, though. Uh, nobody was calling it the Mickey Mouse ring till we won it. Exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> it's always going to be like that. Listen, you have to uh, embrace the hatred, bro. Once you start drinking that haterade that everybody's on, you're going <laughs> to understand that it feels good, bro. I like it when people are jealous of my team. That means we're doing something right. If they're not talking about us, like nobody gives a flying fuck about the Clippers. Even now that they have a better team than us, <laughs> How many segments do they get on ESPN compared to ours, right? The so, only time they talk about the Clippers is when they're talking about the Lakers. Exactly. The, the shadow team, right? The shitty shadow team that nobody <laughs> gives a fuck I still think about. they should leave LA. They should. Las yeah. Vegas has a big market, bro. They just I think they should the go to Seattle, man. I want a team. Seattle. That would be great. I would actually, you know what? I would start liking them if they went to Seattle. <laughs> I hate them now. I hate them now. I would actually, like, you know, be like, all right. You're not trying to, like, I don't know what they're trying to do over here, honestly. Um, but you know what? Embrace the hate. I'm gonna tell you guys this because I promise you this championship. If you guys ever do get to experience that, enjoy the shit out of it. It's gonna feel that much better because fan bases hate on you. Us, bro, we literally have 29 other fan bases. We're the we are the marquee franchise. We have a target on our back at all times. And you know, it feels like we're always swimming against the current. To be honest with you, you might see us as the bullies or whatever. You know, uh, oh, they always win. The NBA always favors them. You see it the opposite, man. Because we've won so much, I feel like the NBA, the Chris Paul veto trade, right? Uh, I feel like the NBA is always against us, bro, because of that. You know, uh, they literally put rules in the CBA to stop us from competing for titles, right? The hard cap and all that. That was mm-hmm. made for the Lakers, teams like us. They literally made rules for Shaquille O'Neal not to dominate in the paint, the three-second rule. Laker <laughs> fan, you might think you're being hated, but we know we're being hated because we're so great, man. But you know what? Embrace the hate, bro. You, once you learn that, it, it's fun to me. It gives you something truth, to talk about. And truthfully, like, the hate 
is like it comes from jealousy, man. Everybody wants their team to be on the level of the Lakers. I it, it hurts. Those words hurt coming out of my mouth, but it's true. It's the truth. Everybody, everybody yeah. Toshiba wants to be Sony, right? Everybody wants to be Ferrari. Everybody wants to be the sexy brand. But you know what? Um, I think everybody should just focus on being the best version of what they could be, right? Not everybody can afford a Ferrari. Some people want a Honda. I mean, so go ahead. You know, uh, like uh, everybody can shine in their own right. Like I enjoy watching underdog teams win a championship. I truly was cheering. Like once my team was out of it, I was rooting for the Bucks to win a championship. I was really rooting for them because they're such a small market team. Mm-hmm. And Giannis is such a humble human being that you just can't hate him. I on love that Giannis. No He's one of my favorites. Right? He, and, and even though he beat you guys in the finals, you still don't hate him. That says a lot oh, about I, a player. I love Giannis, man. Yeah, he, I he, just, he just I beat had, us. I don't know if you guys know what um, iFunny is, that app. But yeah, I, I, had an account on, I had an account on that app back in like 2017, 2018. And it was literally called Giannis for MVP. <laughs> I've been a Giannis huge Giannis is... fan for a long time. So I said from the very beginning of that, of that like playoffs, I was like, if the Suns make it, the only team that I'd be like, the, like the, sorry, not okay losing to, but like least hurt about is the Bucks. So I'm at the very least, I'm glad it was Giannis just cause like, he's such a great guy. He's very humble. He's funny as hell too. If you see some of the like things, he's comments on Instagram oh, yeah. and stuff. Giannis. It's very like Giannis jersey, man. That Milwaukee Bucks colors is ugly, bro. I literally don't have <laughs> nothing to match with, with that to wear it out. Jer- man, yeah, it's I, rough. I'd yeah. buy a Giannis jersey if, although that that black one with just the deer on it, that one's kind of nice. It's just the accent, like the green, is just tough to yeah. make a f- outfit with. It's like super nineties, bro. It's like super neon green, weird, rubber baby throw up type shit. I don't know. It's the same I'll with like the. It. The same with the sun's orange one. It's like, <laughs> oh, you don't like that one? It's right. I like it on the court, like on the <laughs> players in the game. But like, if you buy that jersey, what? Like, it's very difficult to wear not to a game. Only one sun's jersey I would I would wear as a Laker fan. That's only one, and it's not Steve Nash. No, he was a Laker. Um, it's Charles Barkley, man. He's 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 iconic. There's only one jersey that I could say, okay, I, I would rock his jersey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's not many Suns legends that I would uh, rock. No, Imagine I wouldn't buy. Play. I guess I'd buy a Kobe jersey. But I have would. a Kobe jersey. I have a Team USA Kobe jersey. Right. Uh, that one was fire. I have that one as well. Recently bought an Allen Iverson jersey, and I caught a lot of flack on my live stream for it. But I'm <laughs> like, listen, Allen Iverson wore a Kobe jersey. Does that make him less of a Sixer? By that logic. So, <laughs> and like, I feel like. Lakers fans should have a lot of respect for Iverson after that 2001 series. Dude, Dude there's a couple of, you know, fans that have screw loose. <laughs> I don't know why they question that, man. But, yeah, Iverson is, is one of the GOATs, man. I, it's just not only what he did for, for basketball on the court, but off the court, the swagger, how cool he made that Philly number three, man. He made it cool, bro. Like, he really brought that hip-hop culture to the game and, and just, like, put it in the forefront, man. I love it. I have I have one uh we've been going for about an hour here so we're going to wrap it up soon but I do have one more question. Um what has it been like? And I don't want to say like the downfall necessarily but has it been like tough to watch Anthony Davis after that 2020 bubble and like where he's at now as a player? 
Like, what is that? Like, what is your opinion on that um, in general? Look, for me, I'm the type of Laker fan that I'm very grateful. There's two types of Laker fans. There's some of us very understanding, and some of them are some of us are too spoiled to to see anything, right? A very understanding Laker fan, and I understand that that shortened season, that quick turnaround, it had rippling effects on a lot of players, including Jamal Murray. Has he played since the bubble? No, not right? really. So, so I mean, people act like uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have been healthy. He has actually had more games, both of those. So, again, it's the Laker hate, bro. We get a lot of hate, people hating, making memes about Anthony Davis. I'm a big Anthony Davis fan. I know what I have in, in that player. And I know that when he's healthy, he's going to wreak havoc on the league. So I'm looking forward to this season. Is it hard watching him be injured? Of course. It's always hard watching any player be injured. I would, I hate Paul George. I despise him. But I would not wish injury on anybody. So, yeah, it's always hard, especially your favorite players. But it's not hard for me to keep the faith, man, after a championship. You know, I could always look back at 2020 and be like, <laughs> you know, we, we're already champions. So. Exactly. Um, Isaac, are we doing the draft today? Oh, I mean, we can. If Dan, Dan, if you still got time, we can hop in this draft yeah, real quick. For sure. I got, me... I got everything done early, man. <laughs> so just so you know, the way yeah, we do so it, it's, it's going to be a snake draft. Um, so if someone okay. picks one of your players, you can't pick them. Um, we'll do like a seven-man team. Um, before have, before uh, we current, start... Current players? Yeah, we'll do current players only just to make it okay. make it easier. Um before we get into that, that's a good question. You've worked notes asked, asked um, if you would trade 80 for KD straight up right now. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, because he said you told us that you would trade Booker for KD. Right. Would you trade I probably I probably would. Yeah, I probably would. It'd be really hard for me, obviously, for the attachment purposes and because he already mm -hmm. won a championship for us. But uh, I probably would. I mean, can you imagine Kevin Durant and LeBron on the same team? Yeah, that would oh be insane. God. Point LeBron and... Yeah. I always put my team insane. in front of, the, you know... I'm always team first guy before players. Yeah, that's um, it's difficult because I I don't know, like if I'm being genuinely honest, I don't know if I can call myself a team first over players because Devin Booker's at the moment is probably like now that Russell Wilson isn't a Seahawk anymore, Devin Booker's probably my favorite athlete of all time. He's the person. He's the player. I'm 19 years old, so I haven't had much time. It's fair. And not, he's, the player, I, yeah, he's the it's player I've watched the most. He's the player I've watched the most. Funny to hear, to me, the funny watched to, hear the most. to me that Devin Booker has diehard fans like you. But hey, props to you, man. Props to you, bro. You're sticking to your guns. That's a lot of um, Suns fans at the moment. Euphoric says you're yeah. bugging for that trade. He says you're crazy for trading AD for KD right now. Nah, no. <laughs> nah, I would do it. I would do it if it brings me more championships. I'd right. do anything for championships. Only That's the I end goal. So ever, it's like. Only player I would never ever trade is Kobe Bryant because he's a GOAT. You trading LeBron? Uh, if he requests a trade, yeah. Not if he doesn't. I, I respect what he's done. They helped reestablish his franchise. I'm not an ungrateful fan. I'm not sitting here putting up together trade packages. <laughs> just, just out of curiosity, what the hell is the trade package for LeBron James, man? Yeah, that. There isn't one. There isn't one. <laughs> like... The reason there isn't one is one, his age, right? How much can you really? up can you give mortgage your whole future everything just for lebron well potentially a one-year rental number one if you're another team number two lakers i don't know if you noticed but we're very loyal to our players at least to the ones that have put in work here right people criticize us for giving that contract up to kobe bryant after he tore his achilles 
told people this is going to set a great foundation for future stars like LeBron to come here. And look at us now. Facts. All right, let's uh, let's, let's get, get into this draft. I so will. Brandon, he's going to do a wheel spin to uh, determine who gets the the first pick, like the order Sorry. of the picks. Um, we don't necessarily need to draft Oops, for maybe. like building, uh, like a well-rounded team. Like, like just pick like. I mean, a little bit for like team fit, but overall, just like picking like a fantasy draft, basically. Okay. Basically, NBA two K fantasy draft. Gotcha. Yeah. Oops. And then uh. Now. Love that that Aiden Pacers jersey swap on your on your Twitter, Brandon. <laughs> no, that was Facebook. That was part of one of those Facebook groups. I'm in a few Dan. I'm in a few Facebook groups, and they're hilarious. The shit I find on these Facebook groups so funny. All right. Alrighty. See who gets the first pick. It's spinning. Dan, you're getting the first first overall pick. Ooh. Okay. Just have the guest. Right. See who gets Ron the second. <laughs> Sir. Then it'll be Isaac. I'll go last. Wait. So is that who you're taking okay. with your first pick, Dan? You're taking yeah. LeBron? LeBron James. Yes, sir. LeBron. Okay. Still believe he's the best player in the game overall. This year. Still believe. Can't hate that pick. Call me delusional. I disagree, but I understand that uh, opinion. I, I get it. Okay, second Change pick. Your um, gotta go Giannis. It's not He's the bad. best player in the NBA right now, in my opinion. That's what I would have took if LeBron was in a Laker. Just to be clear. So. I'm, I'm gonna take Curry. Ooh. With my third that's pick. nuts. I would not have I'm expected Curry. Curry. I guess oh. you have, you have back-to-back picks, though, so I guess it doesn't yep. really matter. It doesn't. Ooh, 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 But that's, ooh, ooh, that's ooh, ooh, pretty ooh. crazy, man. But Brandon, Brandon's known for having the these little hot bit takes. Of, yeah, you, I like I like the hot takes bit. coming out, man. Um, I'm taking KD. So we're gonna do we're gonna do a snake draft. So I get the next pick. You'll get oh. the pick after okay. Isaac, Oops. if that makes oh, sense. Go That's gonna be my pick. I'm taking KD. I like I wanted to do the suspense of taking Curry first, and then <laughs> so yeah, then yeah, Isaac yeah, will go. Pick. Okay. Uh, hold up. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to write down the pick so I can send it to uh, Hassan and he can make a graphic later. Uh, let's see. Let's see, I got Giannis. I'm going to... Damn, I kind of want to look at a list of players because for some reason I'm blanking. Way ahead of you guys, man. <laughs> My list right here. Uh, I'm going to pick Luca. That's a good oh, pick. That was my pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good pick. That's a great pick. All right, my turn, right? Yep. Yeah. Now it's you. You'll I'll get, get two picks two. now. Oh, it's over. It's over for you guys. <laughs> it's a wrap. Oh, wipe you guys out with size, man. I'm taking Well Embiid. Okay. All right. Embiid. And then. You know what? Uh, it'd be too easy if I do that. Uh, let me it up for you. <laughs> I was gonna take I was gonna take Embiid and Jokic, but instead, um, shoot. All right, all right. Let's see. Let's make it fun. With me, John Morant. John Morant. That's not bad either. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna pick 
uh, Jokic. Of course. <laughs> with my pick. Of course. I might have to go small now. Um. Oh. Let's see. Hmm, this is hard now. Now it's now it feels a little hard. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a list of players up too because I was gonna go off just memory, but no. Oh yeah. Because now it I'm starting tough. to break. It gets tough because I'm trying to draft like, um, at by position too, and it yeah. just gets tough to remember, like. When you're on the spot like this, man, like it sounds weird to say like that I'm forgetting who the top NBA players are, but like when you're <laughs> on happens. the spot like this, it's like damn. Happens. And are we doing everything fully healthy? Is that can we... of course. Okay. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then I'm gonna take Kawhi. There it is. With my next good pick. pick. Good pick. Um good pick. so I'll have Kawhi run the three, KD the four. God. This is hard. This this might be a crazy pick, but I need a shooting guard. I think Book's the best shooting guard in the league, so I'm taking Book to run the two for me. Nice, a bad pick, man. Not a bad pick. No, I like. I think, and maybe maybe we're like homers or whatever. Yeah. But I do think Devin Booker's the best shooting guard in the league right now too. The shooting guard position's kind of. It's been mid. The last few it's kind of weak compared to the rest of the positions, you know? Like, if you look mm -hmm. at the top 10 NBA players, it's all centers and, like, forwards. forwards. A few, uh, yeah. one or two point guards. Thanks. All right, so I got Luka, I got Giannis, I got Jokic. So I need a, I need a two and a four. Um, I need a two and a four. You're in the best position of the draft because you're right in the middle, man. You get to ping <laughs> pong off of us. Yeah. No pressure. This center pick Just is so that... hard for me. Oh my goodness. Just know that I'm getting two picks. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jason Tatum. I knew it. I knew it. Always pick the players I'm bad. about to pick, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you get two here, Dan. Oh my goodness, it's over, guys. You can't give me two picks in a row. That's cheating. <laughs> all right. Um, oof. All right, so I got I got killers, man. I got LeBron. I got Joel Embiid. I got Morant. Oh. Jesus, oh my goodness. All right, I'm going to get AD. Right, I need a four. Oh, that's not that bad. Five. That's not bad. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, domination nation. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna go with the uh, the real best shooting guard in the NBA, Bradley Beal. Ooh, good pick. That leaves that leaves me kind of tough to find my my two guard. <laughs> you don't like I might have to. I might have to pick. I might have to pick a a point guard to run the two for me because because uh. The reason I like Bradley Beal because he's he's a two way player, man. That's why I like Devin. him. I Devin think Book I think player. Devin Booker's a two way player. I think he's definitely elevated they're, since we started they're winning. They're one A one B. They're one A one B. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you can't argue with you that. Can't, you can make an argument either way. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm gonna pick a point guard to run the two for me because because uh, Dame time here is still available. Mm -hmm. That's not so bad. So I'm gonna it. I'm gonna pick Damian Lillard to run the two for me. Donovan Mitchell's super disrespectful. Oh man. yeah, Donovan Mitchell. I I. I don't know. Man. Pressure. I'm just, I'm just saying. 
He said he didn't see a two guard, and Donovan Mitchell was sitting there like, what the? <laughs> no, I saw Donovan Mitchell, and then I saw Dame Time, and I was like, ah. <laughs> this this next pick is super. I there's two people that I'm debating between to run center, center for bro. me. I know it's between Cat. I I think I, I'm gonna go Cat. I'm gonna go. Cat. Who was your other option? Because Cat is clearly the third best center in the NBA. I'm not even gonna say it. Let's just we're good. Okay, man. See, <laughs> so this right. is this yeah, is how going, I started drafting going. at first. This is this is the way I was thinking about it when I was taking when I was thinking of the other player was if we all played each other like we had like a I like we all we went against each other. I think I would need a little more defense in there. So Gobert was on my mind. Oh, you were gonna pick Gobert. Gobert was on my mind, but pick the right I, one. I, I'm, I'm going to go yeah, with Cat. Yeah, I think you went the right direction, man. All right, I appreciate that, got, Max, a Lakers fan. We should, we we're going with seven-man rotations. My boy, yep. uh, oh, okay. oh, shoot, I, did, I do get two. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah we're going seven-man. Oh, okay. Ooh. That makes it interesting, huh? It does. I think, I think I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. All right, that's... That that's good because that's not who I was gonna pick. <laughs> I'm you gonna pandemic P. Yes, I'm picking Paul George. <laughs> I knew it. Picking oh Paul goodness. George is my sixth man. I think Dan would oh, refuse no. to take any Clippers fans no. in this draft <laughs> or no, Clipper no, Clipper no, players. No. <laughs> Can any Clipper players or or James Harden? Those are the players I'm never taking, <laughs> no matter what. I don't care how talented he is. I'm glad because uh, I was thinking uh, about okay. James Harden for a second. I have him. You can have the non-defensive <laughs> bowling ball. Okay. Um, bowling ball. <laughs> let, me get, um, let me see. He flops all over the place, but I cannot stand his style of play. All right. Well, you guys left me two of the best players in the draft. I can't believe nobody took my boy Trey Young. Ooh, that was going to be my pick. next pick. Off the bench, and then I get Jimmy Butler off the back end. Ooh, Jimmy Butler is going to be my next pick, so that's um, – Now nah, I got to figure out. Seven-man team right there. Good luck to anybody facing me on that one. Seven-game series? Got it all, man. All right, my Got last pick. Let's see, man. There's not. It's fun. We gotta do much... this again. I agree. We love doing and these this... drafts. Next time we should do an all-time. Yeah, for sure. I'm down for that. Uh, my last pick, man. Um, I mean, I guess I got I gotta go like best available. I just gotta pick James Harden. <laughs> All right. Um, last pick, Brandon. Last pick of the draft. Okay. I'm thinking of going either a forward or a center. I think my forwards are already pretty good. <laughs> so I'm going to go with another center. And are um, going to pick Gobert right now? I don't know. It's No, I'm going to take Bam. Bam, that's an interesting pick. I'm going to go Bam. I I just think he has a little more offensive game than Gobert. Um, And he's not terrible on defense. I do want to say something about Gobert. Are you you legitimately telling me that he's been in the league, what, eight years now? And he has not developed an offensive bag whatsoever? (laughs) Not even like a hook shot? (laughs) I think Gobert is is, uh, mentally soft, man. I don't like those kind of players. He has potential to be so much better, but... Yeah, just a hook shot. A hook shot in his game 
would elevate him easily to a top three center. Any any type of offensive Dude. bag that he Absolutely. could just beat people Dude, give, in the post. Give Gobert DeAndre Ayton's hook shot, and he's like oh borderline God. best center in the league, bro. Yeah. With that but defense, that's crazy. Man. But I, yeah, that's it. Just blows my mind that he's in the league this long, solely on his defensive prowess. Like he has no offensive bag whatsoever. Give me Prime Andrew Bynum or Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad take, honestly. That's not a bad take. That's not. Dude, we I do not like Gobert. He's not like. I call him Gabooty. Rudy Gabooty. I mean DeAndre Ayton over Rudy Gobert. Literally, I was good. Okay, I was. God. It was, was a gonna, debate I was, between. I was hesitant. It was a, de- a debate between Bam and Ayton, but. I think Bam's I was hesitant, but dude, perimeter defense is just a little better. So, Aiden actually has a nice little, uh, nice little bag he can go to offensively. It's just a matter of getting when in he the decides ball to actually reach into the bag. But to and, me, that's on and, the coaching staff, though. I feel like they need to put him on a lot more pick and rolls and, and yes. utilize him a little bit better. We've he could easily be a 20, 25 point per game scorer because he he's I getting eighteen a night. I he's... said, I said that the other day on Twitter. I said twenty five a night. That might be after I was informed that there's only been like 12 centers in NBA history to average really? 25. Okay. I was like, okay, that might be a bit much. I maybe like 22, 23. Tonight. I mean, Will Chamberlain's hanging around, bro. Um, so many of those. So my but like, we talked. Sorry, Brandon. I really want to get no, this off. Good. We talked about this before, but I'm not Dan. I'm not sure if you know. If you would watch a Suns game, mm-hmm. Aiton's touches per quarter, it's literally it's like this. It goes first quarter. He'll he'll have like fifteen points in the first quarter, and then he'll end the game with seventeen. Yeah, on ten on ten shot attempts on too. T- on ten shot, like he'll take all his shots in the first quarter. He'll have like nine of ten with fifty or like what's uh on the coaching staff, man? Because honestly, the pecking order has to be Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, yep. Chris Paul instead. Literally, it's, oh it's, my gosh, it's Devin you know. Booker, Chris Paul, Ayton. So. Sometimes it's even Devin Booker, said. Chris Paul, Mikael Bridges, Aiton. Sometimes Aiton gets to be the fourth or fifth option. There's it's a reason insane. he wanted out. Yeah, I don't, and I don't blame no, him for that. I think it was justified. I don't blame him at all. Yeah, I hope but... that – and we didn't really get to talk about it, um, but I don't think the Suns were ever going to trade him based on how they went about uh, his offer sheets and stuff because – if if he was gonna if he wasn't gonna be a son next season, he would have been gone by now. And they wouldn't tried have... to trade him. Rumor has it they tried to uh, to get Kevin Durant for him, but they weren't biting him. Yeah, that, Nets so. weren't. But it really confuses me with that though, because from what I know, or from what I've heard at least, didn't the Suns offer him a four year max when he was up for a contract extension and he didn't want they, it? They they offered him. Well, he originally wanted I think uh. five for 170 with incentives they didn't obviously do that and then about a year ago they offered him four year 138 which is more than what he got now which is more than what he got now so the suns literally just played the waiting game and it worked out for them it worked out but do you guys think he's a 31 million dollar player yet or not yet but i think you pay players based on potential not Especially coming off your rookie contract, you pay him off potential. That's fair. I would have matched it. I would have matched yeah. it. I mean, yeah. I was tweeting and, about it earlier. I said they better match that. <laughs> and the thing is, 
a lot of the gripe with Aiden among Suns fans is that they don't think he gives his like a hundred percent effort every game, which I think that's mm-hmm. justified. We've seen we've seen him have games where he'll have like thirty five and fifteen. So right. it's difficult to see him like the next game have like fifteen and eight, you right. know. So I think that's definitely like I understand where they're coming from, but I think the role they've given him, bro, the role they've given him is play defense and whatever you get on the offensive end, get the scraps. You know, mm-hmm. and he needs more touches. Because yes. I see somebody in the comment section just say, "Hey, what's up, everybody?" I see somebody in the comment section just say uh, that that's on the big man. He needs to demand the ball, but it's a guards league. Yeah. The guards don't give him the touches. He's not going to get a feel for the game. And even when he does get the touches, he's not going to be in rhythm. Yeah. And do that... you really see 23-year-old DeAndre in demanding the ball from Chris Paul? Yeah, that's, no. that's I hard. just don't see it. <laughs> and so that's like and that's like the whole reason that that stuff broke out in game 7 against the Mavs when he only played 19 minutes that night. He got taken out halfway through the second quarter, right right after halftime or something like that. And Monty asked him, do you want to go back in? He was like, I can't pass myself the fucking ball. Which is true. Like, I don't blame him for that. So. This is why, I actually, I loved Rondo when he was with the Lakers. He used to get Anthony Davis going early. What that does for a big man is once he gets a rhythm for the game, all of a sudden he's hitting crazy shots in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Which, so, uh, Chris Paul, sorry to cut you off, but, I mean, right. it's not that Chris, like, they didn't get him going early in the game because, like, like we said, he would have sometimes first quarters where he'd have like 15 points. But then, like, for some reason only known to Chris Paul and God himself, they would just stop passing him the ball at towards the end of the game. For like, right. And I never understood why. He's shooting, I don't want to say uh, historic, but like a very insanely high clip on hook shots. Like elite efficiency on his hook shots. Why stop going to him? I never right. understood it. When I see him as a Laker fan, every time we faced him, uh, you know, his face-up game is nice, but his back-to-the-basket game is unreal. If y'all could give him some more touches there, that's why I say pick and rolls, man. Yeah. Um, because then, you know, he just catches his and makes a move or two and, and gets to the bucket, you know? And that's when, I mean, he's, he's got a ton of talent. We're not talking about some scrub here. Just because he hasn't lived up to the hype or because he's not Luca, uh, Luca or Trey doesn't mean he's a scrub. It's just he hasn't you know, for whatever reason, uh, flourished in his best, uh, to his best cap- capabilities, right? So I, th- I do believe that's a lot on, on the guards, but also on the coaching staff. They just have to draw more plays for him, like you said, throughout the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, we've been going uh, like an hour and a half here. So uh, let's, let's, uh, let's start getting this wrapped up. I want to I wanna say special thanks to Dan for for taking some time out of your day and talking basketball with us. One of the, one of the better discussions we've had on the pod. Definitely uh, sucks. Aryan couldn't be here for this, but it was great. We'll definitely we'll have to have you on again, man. Yeah. We'll do it again sometime. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat who uh, was very active. This is one of the most active chats we've had. Yeah. Uh, Dan in definitely history. brought the people we were, here. We were sitting around people, like, so we were sitting people. around like 30 viewers for like most of the pods. So, yeah, shout out you guys. You guys are great. Uh, I hope you guys uh, liked our liked us enough to come check us out again in the future. Um, Please check them out. They know what they're talking about for sure, man. This is for sure one of my uh, best podcasts I've been on. So appreciate thank that, you man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, go ahead and uh, you guys can find us on Twitter at WKB Podcast with an underscore at the end there. 
Um, and then you'll find all of our Twitter, all of our individual Twitters uh, from there. Um, once again, thank you, Dan, for, for joining us. And uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the We Know Ball podcast. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.